Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show today. We are so glad and honored that you're here. Today, we take a look at a very important topic and something that pops up from time to time. What if you receive a 1099K and you didn't even operate a business? But before we get to it, if you ever find anything in this podcast helpful and you want to keep receiving these podcasts, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. We'd greatly appreciate it. It helps us out tremendously as we provide content that helps you. And also, you can follow us on social media if you ever have any questions, or we'd love to just get to know you too. Just search for The College Investor pretty much wherever you are, and we're there too. That's all you got to do. Now, let's take a look at this topic. Tax situations can vary widely from quite simple to extremely complicated. And in a lot of cases, your tax situation really only gets more challenging the older and more established in life that you get. This is especially true if you start a business or become self-employed. While starting up a side hustle can bring in some additional income, it can also add additional complexity and forms like the 1099K form. Ooh. But what if you get one of these and you didn't even operate a business? <laughs> okay, so understanding the 1099K form. First of all, let's just define our terms. According to the IRS, Form 1099-K is a report of payments you got for goods and services during the year from credit, debit, or stored value cards such as gift cards or payment cards, payment apps or online marketplaces, also called third-party settlement organizations or TPSOs. Now, you might receive a 1099-K form from companies like uh, eBay, PayPal, or Venmo if you received money from one of those companies at all during the year. And, but there's a threshold of payments where you won't receive a 1099K. In 2023, you will not receive a 1099K unless you've received over $20,000 in payments and had more than 200 transactions. Most people aren't going to see that. So originally, the IRS was going to drop the threshold to just 600 bucks, but they have delayed that indefinitely. Thank you. In 2024, the IRS says that they are planning a threshold of $5,000 for tax year 2024. Arg, why can't you just continue to delay the, th whatever. Common reasons for receiving a 1099K without operating a business. Let's take a look at those. So with an increased threshold of 20K for tax year 2023, it's probably not likely that you're gonna get a 1099K without operating a business, but it can still happen depending on your specific situations. Here are a few common reasons you might receive a 1099K, besides operating a business, of course. If you've received personal payments from family or friends like gifts or reimbursements, payments for the sale of personal stuff, like on eBay and such, the 1099K doesn't belong to you. What you do with your 1099K will depend on the reason that you received it, of course, but no matter what the reason is, you need to make sure to account for it when you file your taxes. Simply ignoring it is likely to raise red flags with the IRS, as you can imagine, and of course will increase your chances of being audited. Here are the IRS guidelines and reporting errors to follow. Just because you receive a 1099-K doesn't mean that the income included on the form is taxable. The IRS maintains a site explaining what you should do with Form 1099-K depending on your situation. But here are some of the highlights. If you sold personal property at a loss, you can report that on Schedule 1. If you sold personal property at a gain, your profit on the sale is considered taxable income and should be included on your tax return. 
generally on Schedule D. If you're a gig worker, a freelancer, a hobby seller, or other self-employed stuff, then you're considered a sole proprietor and should generally report your 1099K amount on Schedule C. First, you should contact the issuer. There might be some situations when you've received a 1099K form where you might need to contact the issuer. Situations where the 1099K form does not belong to you or is just a duplicate might be two situations where you'll need to contact the issuer. The IRS also suggests that if you receive personal payments from family or friends, like gifts or reimbursements, that it can also make sense to contact the issuer. The issuer's contact information should be included on the 1099-K form itself, usually in the top left corner of the form. You can ask them to issue you an updated and corrected form with a $0 amount. You should keep a copy of the original form and your communication with your issuer in your records for the tax year, just in case you need it down the road. It's also important to realize that you should not wait to receive a corrected 1099-K form to file your taxes. You still need to file your taxes by the tax due date. Seeking professional advice. All right, while we have endeavored to provide correct information in this podcast and its article, which you can find at thecollegeinvestor.com, it should not be taken as tax advice. If you receive a 1099-K form without operating a business, just make sure that you don't ignore it. <laughs> if you're not sure about what you should do with it, consider seeking professional advice such as from an accountant, of course, or other tax professional. That way, you'll be able to make sure you're handling the situation correctly in the eyes of the IRS. The bottom line, Form 1099-K is the IRS form that is intended for reporting payments received for goods or services during the year from payment cards, gift cards, online marketplaces, and payment apps like PayPal or Venmo. While the most common reason to receive a 1099-K form is if you are using payment apps or online marketplaces as part of a side hustle or business, there are some instances where you might receive a 1099-K even if you didn't operate a business. In that case, it's important to not ignore it. You just need to account for it in some way, whether that is including it as part of your tax return or contacting the issuer for a corrected form. Consult a tax professional, please, if you're not sure how you should handle your form 1099-K. If you want to find out more about it, if you want to actually find out some tips and tricks on how to contact a really good accountant or tax professional, you can find all of it, all the resources you need at thecollegeinvestor.com. If your taxes are getting just a bit more complicated, we have tons of reviews on different tax software as well, which you can find at thecollegeinvestor.com and a bunch of podcasts devoted to that topic too. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here today. Please feel free to share this podcast, subscribe, and follow us on social media. Just search for The College Investor and you'll find us. We'll talk to you again real soon.